Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A La Carte with Keepy. My name is Keepy Langston. I am your host, and I want to bring on a very special guest today. This is a man who I have seen grown up kind of in the pro wrestling industry in my local area. Uh, he is a graduate of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and he is now currently a student at the New Japan LA Dojo. Uh, I want to bring in a wonderful human being, a, an amazing professional athlete, and uh, one hell of a nice guy, Sean Vegan Keegan. Sean, how are you today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing real well. Thank you for having me on, Keithy. I think that intro is going to be hard to follow, to be honest. <laughs> no, it'll be easy. Trust me. I know. Having yeah. having spoke, having had many conversations with you, I know that your personality is just very energetic, and uh, you are a joy and a pleasure to talk to. So this is going to be an excellent. I think this will be an excellent episode for everybody to listen to. So thank you. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> so I do want to bring up uh just kind of a little bit of a history for you uh i know that you like i said you were a graduate of the new england pro wrestling academy uh but tell me a little bit about your entry into the wonderful world of professional wrestling uh or if you want to say sports entertainment i know i don't know i don't know if that's a if that's a bad word in your in your part of the world but uh tell me a little bit about your entry into this foray of uh, of, of entertainment here so I started the better part of five years ago in October. It'll be five years prior that I started at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. I believe the day was Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018, um, that I started under the likes of Chase Del Monte and Max Smashmaster. You might have heard of them. I have. Uh, <laughs> I started, yeah, late 2018. I was a 175-pound, 22-year-old, just out of college, um, who thought I knew a thing or two about wrestling. Um, I began attending chaotic shows to show face shortly after, because that's a rite of passage, mm -hmm. paying our dues in the business. Uh, not only setting everything up, but watching the greats by their trade. Like, I believe the first chaotic main event I saw in person was JT Dunn and John Walters. Mm. Um, that was fantastic. But over the years, as I've learned more at the school, seen more at shows, kind of delved further into everything, uh, you know, I, I began to show face at a lot of places in New England, especially, but partly more so around the Northeast in general. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, if I didn't necessarily know anybody who was on the show or if I didn't know exactly who was on the show or anybody who was going uh, to help out as well, I would just go myself for an hour and a half, two hours to somewhere in Rhode Island for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beyond wrestling or somewhere in Maine for limitless wrestling yeah. or lucky pro or APW or what have you um, expanding my network, but also, you know, showing that I was serious about this um, all the while, not necessarily being ready to step onto shows. Oh, sure. I was starting to hit my stride in, early 2020 i think 
was ah. when I was starting to get it with the training and everything. <laughs> and I felt like I was on the bubble. And before, then the world, the world ended. <laughs> yeah, basically. For three months, the school was shut down. Mm. And even after it reopened, uh, a couple months after that, I found myself just kind of stepping away again to address personal things and take care of some circumstances beyond my control, just kind of ride them out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being banged up, burnt out, emotionally drained. Like I had to, you know, how could I miss you if you won't go away type situation? Sure. Um, I returned to training, uh, more or less three, four times a week. In April 2021, I believe that was Saturday, April 2017th, 2021, mm -hmm. where I returned and somehow after spending all that time away from wrestling, found myself a lot more confident and enjoying it a lot more and pretty soon uh, better than I ever had been. It was about six months after that, after a certain performance in a battle royal, I believe for number one contendership to the Panoptic Championship later in the night mm -hmm. in Watertown, October 2021, mm -hmm. uh, where I was pretty much given the green light to go spread my wings, go work for Lucky Pro, go work for APW, um, find, find any place that'll take me, not just in rumbles, but in singles and tag affairs or multi-man matches um, because I had improved quite a lot. Mm. Um you could say I was a late bloomer compared to some of my peers, but when your peers include some of the greatest in the New England and the Northeast as a whole, because over the period of a couple of years, I grew close with Ricky Smokes and Brad Cashew, not yeah. to mention I looked up to people like JT Dunn and like Davey and like Aaron Rourke, who yeah. I found around the school a lot more. Um, you know, I, I shouldn't feel too bad and compare myself unfairly to others necessarily. They're them. I'm me. If I'm better than I was yesterday and if I'm more well-rounded than I used to be, cool. It's kind of how I'm trying to look at it. And that's part of the reason I'm going away to learn a new hold, essentially. Mm -hmm. Getting out of New England a bit because spreading out and catching on is not something that's going to come to you. You have to go places. Right. And, you know, see what you can make happen for yourself. That's something myself and Seabass Finn are doing. Um, literally on the opposite side of the country, someplace we've never been before. Mm -hmm. um, uncharted territory, quite literally for us. Um, and, you know, we're doing pretty much the same thing I found myself doing um, in New England. Um, and, you know, it, it got to not a big fish in a small pond situation, but to a point where I felt my growth starting to taper off and starting to limit. And when I heard about this opportunity, I didn't know when something like that was going to arise again for me. So, training with New Japan, training under the watchful eyes of Kushida and Fred Rosser, literally having seminars lately with the likes of 
Leo Rush and Chris Hero wow. has been kind of a surreal honor that I'm trying Seriously. desperately not to lose sight of. I know, right? Wow. Um, <laughs> incredible. Just incredible. Uh, that That's pretty much my journey to now. Uh, mm. Leaving out some details I'm sure I forgot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I know that I know that. My, so my introduction to you was, uh, I guess, while you were still just a, a you know training at the academy, and uh, you were kind of the security force around the ring at the chaotic shows. And I always like to buy the front row seats because it's just it's always you know it's it's more exciting than anything else. I think just being front row. And so I and I like sitting at the corners and everything. And you you and I ended up kind of sitting on opposite sides of the uh, the steel fence, if you will. And uh, one of the just, you know, kind of chit chatting with you before the shows and everything. I was just like I said, I realized I go, oh, this kid's got a great personality. He's really, you know, he seems he seems like a lot of fun. And and it was great because I think the first few shows once after the pandemic happened, I I didn't even get to see your face, really, because you had the mask on still. Right. But then I remember when. You know, asking you was saying like, uh, you know, your character and or rather your your persona and what your, you know, what your likes are, dislikes, things like that. And then I remember when you were there kind of in, I guess it would say like, uh, you know, the the dark match of the show where you I think you wrestled uh, Danny Miles. Yeah, you wrestled Danny Miles. And I was that was in uh, June in Tewksbury, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Yes, and I was like, I hit the roof because I was like, oh my god, I was so excited to see you come out, and you know, and you had your gear, and you had your, you know, you were vegan Keegan, the plant based powerhouse, and I was like so excited to see you because I was like, this kid's, you know, this kid's good to go, and then not only that, I was like, Jesus, this kid's built like a brick shit house, like you know, you got, you know, like you're, you got, you know, you're in good shape. You're not like, you know, you know, not pudgy at all. Like you're just definitely like I go, he's he's got this. He's tall. He's got the look. He's got the the hair. Your freaking hair is luscious and beautiful. And it's like, oh, okay. I go, okay. I go, this kid's got something. And then watching you in the ring, I went, wow, this kid's he's talented. He's really, t- and I mean, I've been a fan of wrestling my entire life. So I mean, I've seen. You know, and I'm going all the way back to the golden era. So, I mean, I've seen, you know, all the stuff from the Memphis and from WCW, NWA and WWF and all this and WCCW. And so it's like I can kind of recognize game. I could never do any of it, but I could always recognize it at least. And then, like, I I saw you in the Battle Royal when you were in Watertown and then, you know, seeing you in a couple of matches after that. And then I think I was I was there when you won the Battle Royal at the. at the the pub the pub show that they had at the um at the night was it nightshade a brewery and i was like, uh i believe that was castle island castle Hollywood. island yes yeah and i i was like so excited for you i was like so excited and actually i ran up and you hugged me and you were like how about that keith and i tell everybody about that because i was like mm-hmm. i was so excited for you because i was like this kid need like it just was so fitting that you're starting to get recognized as a good great talent in that in the ring because i can see it i can tell you know there's there's other people where like i kind of i kind of make this you know and i and i apologize again if it's insulting but i kind of say there's like there's professional wrestlers and then there's like sports entertainers and i look at you and i go 
this kid's a professional wrestler. You know, like there's certain people that like you brought up Aaron Rook and like JT, like JT Dunn, like those those two guys are professional wrestlers. Like Becca's a professional wrestler. You know what I'm saying? And I absolutely look at, and I look at you and I go, this kid can hang. Like he can get in there and he can hang. Like I'm actually really excited for when you come back to chaotic and limitless and because i want to see if like if because you have this now extended training and it's kind of cool you mentioned fred uh he was in he's a former chaotic guy so that's yes he cool. is so bone he crusher yeah so he must have yeah. been like really like excited to have a couple of guys from chaotic come down you know like or at least from the new england pro wrestling academy come down so that's kind of yeah. really cool and uh so i'm like i'm excited for when you come back to see if like you're you know this new training and this new development that you have if like now they start like like i want i want to see you do a best of five with jt done you know do a best of five series and get in there and you know really start to make your way up the ladder and you know maybe you maybe you win the tag titles or you go for the north you know the new england championship you know and then you go you know and i mean of course i think in the you know the 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 biggest thing of all is one day you main event WrestleMania, you know, night two, hopefully. So, I mean, I think that's the, that's the ultimate goal I'm sure for you in your career, but maybe not, maybe you, this is like a, you know what, this is like, you got a fire in your belly and this is a passion that you want to do. And um, you'd be cool if it's just your, you know, the big fish in the, in the little pond kind of thing. And if that's the case, that's awesome as well. You know, I mean, I, I, I can I can deal with that. This is this is not my job. I wish this was my day job, but it's not, you know, and I would so I can I, I, I related that. to that hard. Yeah. Like you already know I can relate to that hard. Absolutely. Like, you know, this is not your day job and you wish it I'm sure you wish it was. It's just I mm -hmm. wish it was too. So I mean, like I with regards to your professional career, I wish you nothing but the best because I think uh, you know, you're a like I said, you're a you're an amazing athlete. Uh I can I've seen you like leaps and bounds. Like every time I see you get in the ring, I see it's just, you're like climbing up the no, you know, no pun intended ladder. Like you just keep climbing up and just next rung after rung after rung. And the talent I think is just unlimited for you. So, I mean, it's, it's just really cool to, to, to kind of see you. And I, I think I made, you know, I've, I've met your parents a few times and I made the joke to your dad. I was like, I feel like I'm his dad. Cause I see him as like a little, you know, like I saw you when you started out and I'm just so proud of you now because you know, it's just really cool to see you advance and, and start to make your way up the up the ranks, you know. So uh Mazeltov, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that means a lot, Keithy. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I, I now now having been or having being a meatless martyr in a plant-based powerhouse, and of course I want to tell everybody out there that if you're looking to get some awesome vegan keegan merchandise you can go to his he has a pro wrestling tees website uh so it's pro wrestlingtees.com slash sean vegan keegan and it's pretty much spelled like it sounds it's sean s-e-a-n vegan v-e-g-a-n keegan k-e-e-g-a-n and when i tweet out the link for the show i'll put the uh website address on there as well but you can get some uh, awesome vegan keegan plant-based power some uh, good merchandise, some T-shirts there, the Meatless Martyr. So now being the Meatless Martyr, I want to talk to you about some maybe vegan recipes. Um, I have a vegan recipe, and I want to know if you have any vegan recipes. 
And this is kind of the we like to go to Keithy's Kitchen every once in a while on this show, because even though it's a la carte, it's not really about food. But I have to throw in a food bit every once in a while. So that's why I have Keithy's Kitchen. So, yeah. And having me on, you would need to throw in a plant based food. Uh, but it, absolutely well you know what though but it's yeah. not it's not an actual goof because um i so a couple of years ago uh my brother unfortunately he had you know he had a heart attack and when he came back from the hospital he said to me he goes hey can you cook like vegan food they want me to eat like vegan food and i said yeah i can do that and he brought like a whole bunch of different recipes and I ended up making one of them on my own is uh, I made kind of a, a vegan shepherd's pie or a vegan. Ooh. Yeah. And it was uh, and the way I had done it was I did it with uh, the uh, the pea crumble that you can buy. You know how you can buy like the pea crumble for as like a meat substitute. Of course. And I did that. And then, um, you know, I kind of I added uh, some. Well, I guess it's not fully vegan because I use some red wine and some Worcestershire sauce instead of like a beef broth. But um, I know that you can use it as a substitute. You can find you well, you can find vegan red wine, and I know that they do have like vegan Worcestershire sauce. But you can also use like soy sauce. But I did those, and I kind of added that in to make to kind of make a little bit of that broth almost for uh, you know the body of the sauce. And then of course I just added in. Um, just you know root vegetables and things like that and then instead of mashed potatoes i actually did uh the uh mashed cauliflower and then i did that and then i had some vegan cheese that i got that i kind of put in and I, my brother ate this and he goes this can't be he goes this can't be healthy for you because it's way too good and i said no nah, man i go it was just you know i kind of just did it a little bit uh a little differently so that was my recipe is there anything that that you're like a master of making I don't know if I would call myself a master because to be honest, the amount of time I set aside for cooking is not great or extensive these days. Mm -hmm. There's one recipe I tried my hand at a couple of years ago at Christmas. Cause I think all my family were doing like Italian. Okay. I made this Chicago style deep dish vegan pizza. Mm. there's some real good vegan pizza out there uh and anybody who knows me knows i love 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 pizza more than anything like yeah. i think i could eat it every day for breakfast lunch and dinner and mm. probably only get sick of it after like a month or two like <laughs> i love 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 pizza yeah um but i made this using uh Cornmeal on the outskirts of like, a, you know, a, a prepared dough of sorts, mm -hmm. um, as well as not only your conventional tomato paste, but also diced up cherry tomatoes. Sure. Give it some volume. Uh, there was a bit of fennel, a bit of garlic. Mm -hmm. um, fennel made it nice and savory, gave it a bit of a kick. Yep. Uh, red pepper, as well as... Dea mozzarella shreds. Okay. Um, and, yeah. and I kind of did this in layers too. Yeah. Because, you know, it's deep dish. Mm -hmm. um, that is, I think, one of my crowning achievements uh, culinary-wise. Yeah. I do remember also for a wrestling banquet in high school, because I did amateur wrestling in high school. Long mm -hmm. story short, I ended up as a senior captain. and You know, this was around the time I adopted uh veganism as well i was only 15 years old um wow. 
this was 11 and a half better part of 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, I remember making a tofu scramble of sorts um, to kind of put over pasta, mm -hmm. over whole grain pasta with stuff like peas. And I can't remember what else, but that came from a recipe book that I was gifted at the time because not long after becoming vegan, my gifts primarily would consist of on special occasions, uh, recipe books, right? Many, many, many vegan recipe books. <laughs> I remember trying, uh, a veganized French toast. I can't remember exactly how I did it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But that was very, very tasty. Indeed. That was from yet another recipe book. I think. Hmm. I'm, try I'm trying to think about a like a veganized French toast. I would imagine that, you know, I I I can I remember doing something for my for my brother where I did kind of make some kind of a custard with like almond milk. Ooh. So that and that would be very similar to what you're doing with like a vegan French toast. So, uh, I, oh, vegan veganism has actually come a long way since. Really, I mean, probably when since when you started becoming a vegan. I mean, even just you know, eleven years ago, twelve years yeah. ago, because I mean, that was December of twenty eleven. So, well, even time. you had mentioned yeah. the uh, the the gayest shredded cheese, and I, I mean, I remember reading about how at the beginning when they first came out with that, it was it was awful. It was just <laughs> it was awful. Like it had no taste at all, and now it's almost completely unrecognizable as far as like regular you know shredded mozzarella cheese. I mean, I have to be honest. Fresh mozzarella cheese is amazing, and um, but I can I can say the shredded kind that you get like for pizza. I would say you could you could substitute that with the vegan mozzarella. It's probably not that much much difference, you know. Um, so that I can I can attest to that as well. I will tell you uh, now. Are you do you currently have a roommate or are you living on your own right now? Myself and Seabass Finn are actually bunking together. At okay. the moment, okay, we've I... got an Airbnb out here that's okay. ba basically a little studio, like yeah. not not a very big room at all, but it's got everything we need, and we've got a little bathroom. Now, just not very much privacy. This might be a good recipe for you to make because even if Seabass is not vegan, he will probably enjoy this. And it's an Italian dish, and it's called jimbata, and it's just basically a vegetable stew and mm. i make it where i get like eggplant uh zucchini carrots onion celery tomatoes i like to get the fire roasted tomatoes in the can i like using those and it's you basically just put everything in the pot uh you then put like um if you like sweet potatoes, you can cut up some sweet potatoes and put it in uh, green beans usually. And the best thing about it is that it really is. It's just a vegetable stew. That's it. And you can eat it hot. You can eat it cold. Uh, you It lasts for days. So it's like it's kind of one of those Italian dishes that actually gets better over time because it's like it's just like the almost like the tomatoes ferment a little bit and they just add so much more flavor and stuff to it. So and it's one of those things that like. As a vegan, you could probably enjoy it. And also as somebody who normally eats meat, they could probably enjoy it as well. And I usually tell anybody that's looking to do something just straight veggie in their life, I say, do this. It's chimbata. I love it. It's like my mother taught me how to make it. Uh, it's a real like Southern Italian dish. And it's a great, great, great recipe.
So Jimbatha is what it's called. Jim, yeah, it's spelled like it's spelled like if you put like even if you phonetically spell like G I M, it's like C I A M B O T T A, Jimbatha. But it's uh, if you just put in like Italian vegetable stew, it'll come up with like any recipe in Google. But mm. it's really one of those things where you could put whatever you wanted. If you wanted to do celery root, if you wanted to do um, turnips, it's really because it's just you put everything in and you just kind of let it stew for a while. And uh, I don't even think I think the only I think you may have to add like some vegetable broth, maybe. But I mean, I did vegetable broth. Usually vegetable broth is pretty safe to have. It's not, you know, they don't make it like with chicken stock or anything like that. So um, but even then, you can always just substitute and just put water in or whatever. But, yeah, no, it's and it's and like I said, it's one of those things where it lasts like it'll last like two, three days, you know. So, I mean, and it's you can eat it cold. It tastes better warm, but you can, you know, you can microwave it and reheat it pretty quickly. And it kind of keeps its, uh, you know, it keeps its texture and things like that. It's, it's just, it's a good, and it's a good summer towards the end of summer. Cause especially like right now, like if you went on to like a farmer's market and just like scored some like really good, like fresh picked vegetables, like you'd be in heaven because you could just make it and just have it. And I mean, you could even like store it in Tupperware and freeze it if you had to. But uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I usually make that three or four times a, a year because it's just a really good, really good, solid, uh, solid meat or uh, meatless, you know, veggie, veggie stew. It sounds like one I should definitely get to know as a vegan who happens to be a quarter Italian. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, we'll talk, man. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll, we'll talk. And then if you ever, I mean, I don't know. Would you, would you cook meat, meat based foods for people or no? Not really, no. no. All right, so you're going to stick with that good. I mean, that's actually really cool. Like, you're probably, like, the first vegan that I've met that hasn't been, uh, <laughs> you know, telling me to telling me to come to meetings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's actually – that's really interesting. You've been that since you were 15. I know – I think um, I think my ex-wife's niece was, like, a vegan for, like, a minute. And then I don't think she could handle it because, I mean, and she was like a teenager as well, like in high school. I mean, that's tough. And I know it's tough as well. Like, I know like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, however you know him, um, he had talked about being on the road and just trying to stay vegan on the road and not like really having. Now, I mean, you drove out to California. Did did you drive out to California? We drove over yeah. the course of four days. Yeah. So I can imagine that like it must have been probably tough for you right like did you have a lot of options or not even really a lot of options like traveling across country there was stuff i brought and there was stuff that you know like you might be surprised what you could find in indiana yeah. or nebraska or utah um like it, indiana comes to mind especially because at one rest stop and you'll find a lot more options for just snacks at rest stops these days. Yeah. In Indiana, what I'd never seen before that I saw here were complete cookies from Lenny and Larry's, right? I'm sure you've seen <laughs> yeah. those. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Lenny and Larry. Yep. With the 16 grams of protein and whatnot, mm -hmm. they had strawberry shortcake ones. Oh, wow. And they had caramel apple ones. Okay. If anything, I'd like to make a point to go back to Indiana someday <laughs> just to get my hands on more of those or otherwise get them shipped out or something because yeah, right. those were to die for. 
I remember staying at this one bed and breakfast type place mm-hmm. in, well, maybe I was thinking of the bed and breakfast in Nebraska, but there was another almost more of a conventional hotel, but on the smaller end type place in Green River, Utah, Oh, wow. where um, it, it wasn't a super veganized menu or anything. Sure. But the chef uh, on duty was very accommodating. Just made me up some potatoes and diced up vegetables. Uh, avoided any cross contamination with animal products. Nice, you know, a little side of fruit. Yeah. Usually, if nothing else, that's something I can get my hands on right. on the road. If I happen to be at like a Denny's or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you, and, just gotta, you, you, you know, sometimes they have, and, and sometimes they have Beyond Burgers at Denny's too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which reminds me, if we're talking recipes as well still because i know this is kind of splintered off into another conversation No, it's okay we can keep it going (laughs) yeah uh typically my staples include because i mentioned earlier i don't spend time cooking and maybe more meal prepping which i'm not super uh what's the word which i'm not super proactive with necessarily but i do have I do have my staples, which will include brown rice and black beans. Mm-hmm. I will eat oatmeal pretty much every day. Love myself some peanut butter. If nothing else, on toasted, let's say, multi-grain bread. Um, or maybe... That's why I was reminded of this. Yeah, I love myself a good Beyond Burger mm-hmm. with Pepper Jack vegan cheese. Okay. Because a brand called V-Van, spelled like vegan but with another V, yep. has these pepper jack slices that are to die for. I like Daya, but I think uh, V-Van just has some excellent pepper jack. Wow. Beyond Burger with pepper jack on multi-grain toast, either with organic ketchup mm-hmm. or on one trip to... ETWA, Eastern Townships Wrestling Association in Vermont last October. Uh, myself and some people I, I was on the road with, including Seabass and Alice Bartano and some friends of ours, we stopped at this apple cider place somewhere in Vermont where one thing that caught my attention was a cider chipotle barbecue sauce. Oh, wow. Oh that my on, <laughs> that must have been unbelievable. That on a Beyond Burger <laughs> with pepper jack, a multi-grain toast. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Cider chipotle. Jesus. <laughs> Cider, chipotle, Cider chipotle barbecue sauce. Okay, I'm writing that down because I mean, as a as a horrible meat eater, I mean that still would probably be fantastic on like some steak tips for me. So. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Wouldn't know. Yeah. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know. I love it. No, I mean that's that's um that's amazing. I mean it's it's really it's cool too because like uh, like on your little profile that you have on the Pro Wrestling Tees website, it says you eat 200 grams of plant based protein a day. That's right. I mean that's a that's a lot. I mean that's a lot that you're getting out of you know just various. I mean so it's it's kind of cool that you have that. Uh, that this is your, you know, your persona and your personality is that you're you're taking your real life and putting it into 
um, you know, the persona that you have for wrestling, because I mean, you could, it's, it's so funny. Cause I feel like the, the natural flow for a vegan professional wrestler is to kind of start lecturing the crowd and, you know, just almost you end up becoming a heel, you know, because you're just like, you're telling everybody that they suck because they eat meat, but it's like, it's almost like for you to be a, you know, almost like a guru and a positive vegan and just telling people that they can change their life. If, if you just adopt one thing and, you know, you, you, you take out, you take out red meat and you put in, you know, you put in uh, more black beans in your life. And it's just, I mean, it would be almost like so awesome for you to just kind of become like this, this positive role model for veganism instead of just like a, a typical like you know you people are horrible because you eat you eat little lambs and little chickens and things like that but i mean uh although if you started doing that i would still cheer for you because i mean you know me we we actually my my little group that goes with it, my brother and my friend steve and then my nephew chase when we go we have we had the signs, the Keegan section. We brought you vegetables one day that we were holding. <laughs> so yeah, weird. you guys are the Keegan section. Well, I was. We, yeah. I mean, we but we love you. That's the problem is that you're just like we, like <laughs> I said, you just you got this magnetic personality. But uh, no, I mean that's so that's that I like that a lot. I think uh, we talked about just your life with uh, how you're handling your veganism and some. Uh, I like the deep dish pizza idea. That's a that's a wow that's a ballsy move too because especially deep dish pizza like that's a, that's because that's a lot of cheese and just uh so that's kind of nice i like that i we did like a vegan pizza that we did with like sliced potatoes or something once and it Ooh. did not come out good and i was really kind of bummed out about it but uh it was kind of cool going like i i it, it gave me a chance to go to like to whole foods and wegmans and trader joe's and just kind of like Getting a little bit, and that was kind of really where I started getting to be a little bit more snobby about the kind of food that I was using. Um, like one of the things I, I do now, really since the pandemic, is I, like everything I get now is almost always organic, you know, just because I think we eat so much processed stuff and so many additives and it just it's it's just so much gar and i mean and i'm a heavy guy and there's still like just so much garbage that i put into my body that i try not to but uh i mean maybe maybe i should do instead of like a cleanse or something or a juice cleanse maybe i should just do vegan for like a month and just see see how much i can lose and how much i can clean out my body and you know get myself going and uh i don't know if i could go full vegan man because in my opinion there's nothing better than buffalo chicken or a nice steak but you know i could probably cut out a lot of other stuff you know and then i mean we'll see. You, you know like you say it may be worth trying for a month if anything yeah. Yeah. even when i tried it myself initially yeah i thought okay let's try this for a day yeah and now a week yeah and now a month and now six months yeah and now and it's, i just the, the, the more i learned years. The more I learned, I not only about the ethical aspect of it as well, but sure. the impact on my own health. Yeah. And the environmental implications about, you know, taking up several more gallons of water to produce a pound of beef as opposed to a pound right. of grain right. or a pound of veggies or what have you. Um, right. J just as an example. Um, I thought to myself, why would I 
give this up. Hmm. And now, um, do you like a good portobello mushroom sandwich or a portobello sure. mushroom burger? I love those. I, ha- I haven't had one in a little while. Yeah. Um, I do love my Beyond Burgers. I do love yeah. my Daya pizzas. Yeah. I do love uh, some good, either so delicious or non-dairy Ben and Jerry's mm-hmm. or yep. what's it called? Oatly. They've oh, got yeah. some real good. There's yep. some real good vegan pizza and vegan ice creams out yep. there. Yep. Um, and and actually, two of my weaknesses. Where you're at right now, too, is like you're in like vegan heaven. I'm sure if you actually got yeah. a chance to go like to go down and explore. I think like even like the downtown L.A. Like near the, uh, I want to say the theater district or the art district or I forget what district it is, but uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great places that pop up that are just you know, and that's you'll find probably every block probably has three vegan restaurants. I'm sure. So yeah, I mean yeah. that's a well that's we're a, in uh we're in Inglewood, California. Oh yeah, so you're right near the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, literally right near SoFi, right near LAX. And even just last night, I ordered from a place called, I ordered out from a place after class called Ben's Fast Food Mm -hmm. um, that ironically has some pretty healthy options. Sure. And I got this bowl that consisted of roasted potatoes and Mm. chickpeas topping greens and grains like brown rice and quinoa your usual kale and spinach not to mention pickled onions walnuts carrots (laughs) um i i think there was a bit of tofu as well i don't rely heavily on soy protein or anything but a bit of tofu never hurt i don't think uh, Ben's fast food is a place I like to frequent sometimes. Is it is it mostly is are you getting protein mostly from beans? So beans are a big staple. Yeah. I do have a couple, let's say plant-based protein shakes and a couple plant-based protein bars a day as well. Uh, that helps me get to my 200. I like to use plant brand PLNT, uh, yeah. organic plant protein, which has 25 grams in a serving. How do so they? How serves. do they? How do they get most? Like, how does that? What do they use? Do they use soy, or is there something else that they use? That's like, uh, there's there's no soy actually. That's really? primarily pea protein, a bit oh, of okay. hemp protein as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so that's uh, you know, if you've heard the term complete protein, yeah, that is that essentially means they've got all the necessary essential amino acids to metabolize nice. property and to properly and to promote uh proper muscle protein synthesis yeah i do love uh my bars as well you know some people like cliff bars i don't really have them as often these days again when i'm on the road that's a little yeah you know safe bet for me but i love bars from a brand called no cow okay texture could take some getting used to but if you're not necessarily picky about the texture they've got some real good flavors like birthday cake and blueberry cobbler and chocolate chip cookie dough. There's a peanut butter cup one. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're real good for me. And they've got like 20, sometimes 21, 22 yeah. grams of protein a pop as well. Nice. Wow. That's, geez, you kind of make it sound almost easy. <laughs> you know, like, considering that yeah. you started off saying that like food prep is like one of your, 
areas of development that you need to do. I mean, I know meal prep yeah. is tough, but uh, yeah, you actually kind of seem like it's you've kind of made it sound fairly, fairly easy. So I guess if somebody had a vegan question, could they tweet or X or whatever it is now to you at uh, at Sean Vegan Keegan and just kind of say like, hey, Sean, I have a question. If I wanted to do blah, 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 do you think would you recommend this? Would you recommend that? Would that be like a, a possible thing somebody could do? Absolutely. Uh, if you use at Sean Vegan Keegan, spelled exactly how Keithy described earlier, yep. S-E-A-N-V-E-G-A-N-K-E-E-G-A-N, all right. You can ask me any vegan-related questions if you're curious or if you wanted to try it. In yeah. fact, many people have, not necessarily over X, but often on Facebook. Just people from my hometown will hit me up yeah, wondering, hey, so I'm looking to try veganism out or yeah. I want to cut more animal products out of my diet. What should I do? What mm. suggestions do you have? What are some rules of thumb? Uh, how do I read labels efficiently like you, you know what kind of balance should i have yeah uh, in terms of grains versus protein versus veggies versus fruits um, sweet stuff like that you, you can ask me anything you like even yeah. on x or <laughs> it, it instagram <laughs> yeah <laughs> or 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 instagram as well also at sean b spelled the same Okay, so you have all right, so that's cool. So you have you're pretty much cornering the market with Sean Vegan Keegan. You can check you out on the form of Twitter, now known as X. You can do Instagram. Uh, I'm sure Facebook you can is probably Sean Vegan Keegan. You can look him up. And uh, of course, please remember uh, you can always support Sean at uh, prowrestlingtees.com, Sean Vegan Keegan slash Sean Vegan Keegan. Uh, you know, he and he's got his Twitter link and his Instagram link as well. So and I'll put these out again, as I said. But uh, that was uh, that was a great discussion, as far as as far as uh, it made me hungry. And seeing as I'm hungry now, uh, I'd like to talk to you about just kind of a little thought project we have that we do here at A La Carte, which is you're going to go to lunch and kind of think of it as a table for four. I mean, you could do table for three if you really can't think of a third person. But if you had table four and you get to have a, a luncheon or dinner or breakfast, whatever you prefer, with uh, three people, past, present, uh, future, even if you want to pull somebody from the future, uh, dead or alive, uh, famous, non-famous, anybody that you want, uh, who would it be? And just if you have a reason why, that would be great. So I know this isn't necessarily a pro wrestling show, but pro wrestling, it should come as no surprise, is a pretty all-encompassing thing in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, this is what I want to do for a living after all. And the reason I'm on the opposite side of the country right now, mm -hmm. uh, it should also come as no surprise that I quite look up to Brian Danielson, who you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, I would quite like to include him as one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I'd like to sit down with Brian Danielson, mm -hmm. not to mention John Cena, mm. who, if nothing else, is my other favorite pro wrestler of all time. Because growing up, he was the man. 
I got into wrestling probably watching it full time properly when I was about 11, even though I'd seen it before then and had a passing interest that grew over time. Uh, when I got into it, John Cena was on top and John Cena was the guy. Yeah. He inspired me to start working out when I was 14, even though I didn't necessarily know what I was doing. Uh, didn't have a very balanced training split and my form was trashed. But John Cena is another one. Uh, just someone I've come to appreciate more over time, even though there was a time where it was cool to hate him, of course. Oh, yeah. Brian Danielson, John Cena, and if I can bring somebody back, I think Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Uh, there's probably, and I've mentioned my two favorites. Mm -hmm. Eddie is somebody who I would consider in the top five of all time. Yeah. I would consider him skill-wise and just infectious energy-wise. Mm -hmm. Second only to perhaps Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. But if I'm bringing somebody back, I think I'd like to bring Eddie mm. to my table for four. Yeah. So Eddie Guerrero, John Cena, Brian Danielson. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a classic, that's a classic student of the game almost table. Uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're talking about, I would say three, Probably three of the all-time greats. I, I like to. Yeah. I, I went through the phase where I hated John Cena too, and uh, <laughs> but I think that was because I was older, and you know, I didn't. I'll be honest, man. I never liked baby faces. I never really did. I mean, the closest I came to being a true like yes baby face was uh, probably. I think it must have been when like mankind was like really over as a face. But again, he started mm. off as a heel and I was and I was a I was a huge Cactus Jack fan. So it was like, yes. Uh but I mean like I like Jake. I always loved Jake the Snake. I always loved Randy Savage. The first my first live show that I actually watched was the Royal Rumble 91 and it's when he smashes the warrior and I was like, oh, this is mm. it and I was hooked. So I was hooked and it was like and then I gobbled everything up from past president moving on um but i appreciate cena now more than anything i think that he um carried the company through a lot of different kind of er like almost eras you know um the the man's just it, it, it's i don't i don't even want to put reigns roman reigns in that territory is like being on top because i feel like I feel like Reigns doesn't have the he doesn't really have the cachet that like Cena had for being on top. Like Cena was on top yeah. legit, you know? You know, he doesn't have that cachet yet at the very least. Yeah, right. And and I don't think and I don't know if he's gonna get there just because Cena was just Cena's that generational. It's funny because whenever you I talk a lot of baseball with my my brother and my friends and everything, and we always talk about generational players and like there's guys like Mike Trout and Shohei Hotani and things like this and Seen as like a generational guy, you know, like there's just that the, the it factor for a person like that. And, you know, like I think like The Rock had it and Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, you know, those are those guys that had the it factor. But Brian Danielson's another one, man. I mean, that guy yeah. made, you know, he made he made chicken shit out of, you know, he made chicken, what, chicken salad out of chicken shit and whatever the expression is. Yeah. And yeah. lemonade out of lemons. And, you know, he really did it. And, Especially now with the current drama going on in AEW, he seems like he's going to be the guy to kind of like pick the ball up and run with it and just be the 
almost like the uh you know the the locker room general maybe and yeah. uh so i mean that's awesome and i mean and i remember when when he had to kind of retire i felt terrible i was like oh that sucks but i mean i was you know i, I wanted him to be safe and you know but i was like man i hope he comes back because he's really he really is exciting to watch and you know he's he's got that so and i mean eddie guerrero forget about it eddie eddie guerrero is like no you know no explanation needed i mean eddie was just amazing from going all the way back to his you know just his wcw days his ecw days and just how the guy is just incredible i mean by far and away the best guerrero out of all the all the out of all the guerreros that have ever competed he's the best far and away um and i think that you know he's one of those guys that gone way too soon you know way too soon like it's it's there's a lot of pro wrestlers who have gone way too soon that i wish i had like the uh you know i wish i had the the pin particles and i could go back in time and kind of like stop them from stop from whatever it is happening happening like you know bring eddie to the doctor maybe two or three days before he was supposed to die and say like listen we need this guy to get whatever it is fixed fixed you know and just kind of do things because uh there's a lot of guys out there that I would love to do that for, you know, just because I think that they, um, I mean, and of course not, in, you know, not talking about their families, but I'm thinking their career wise. I'm like, you know, there's a guys out there that I think would have had amazing careers later on in life, you know, just to enjoy it. But um, if only, yeah, that's a hell of a table. That's a hell of a lunch. Yeah. You know? I mean, to, to me, they're just some top 10, <laughs> Some top ten all timers who I happen to look up to tremendously. <laughs> you know, I like, happen to watch their work a lot back a lot these days. I just saw that JT Dunn kind of had a little run in with uh, John Cena, C- John Cena Senior, Senior. Yes, at Cena Live Senior. Pro Wrestling. Yeah, you know, that might yes. be able, you might you might be able to make that happen. You should you know text JT and be like, hey dude, can you make that happen? Me meeting uh, John Junior there. <laughs> maybe you yeah. can at least maybe you can at least get to meet John and have lunch with him. I'm sure he would do it. Yeah. I I have met John Senior. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I met we actually so uh a whole whole bunch of my friends we went to the uh the Kowloon in Saugus when Jake the Snake was there doing his like one man show. This was back in May. And oh. uh yeah, and it's actually um believe it or not, it was a lot of the people that are on the North South Connection podcast network, which is what a la carte is on, is uh we all went and sitting in front of us was John Cena senior and his wife. And one of my friends who is on the North South connection podcast, JT, he had met John Cena senior before, and he went up to him and he said, hello. And, you know, they kind of chatted a little bit and then, and then it was like the floodgates opened and everybody started coming up to him and like shaking his hand. And, you know, cause it's like, he's almost like the Godfather, you know? And uh, when he finally, he sat, I, while he was up there kind of getting accosted by everybody, I had said to his wife, I go, geez, this guy probably should put a friggin' luchador mask on or something. I go, this guy can't even go out for dinner. And she laughed and she said, oh, please, he loves this. <laughs> I went, really? And I go, should I bust his balls? And she said, you know what? She goes, he's got a YouTube channel where he teaches people to cook. Tell him you've seen it and it sucks. <laughs> I was like, okay. So when he came back, he sat down and I said, Excuse me, Mr. Cena, Mr. Cena, and he turned and I went, "Yes, I just want to say that I've seen your YouTube channel where you, you know, where you cook." And he smiled because he was all excited. And then I went, "Yeah, I think you really need help." <laughs> and he just like, and all the like the joy you could see just fell out of his face, and he was like, he was he wasn't even mad; he was sad. 
And his wife starts laughing, and we were like, and he goes, well, you want to come over and show me how to cook something? I said, sure, I'll be there tomorrow. I was like, are you kidding me? I would have given my left foot to go over there and hang out with, uh, with, with the Cena's and maybe have a chance that uh, – and then I said to him, I go, yeah, you know what? I saw your kid in, um, in the Peacemaker show. He did really good. I go, has he been in anything else lately? I don't know if I know anything else he's been in. And of course he was, you know, he was laughing and everything, but uh, yeah, it was kind of good. We were, I was kind of giving him a little bit of ribbing and, uh, but it was, it was fun. It was, yeah, nice guy, you know, and I know he's done an awful lot for the uh, New England area. So that's uh, always a good, good, good thing to shout out to Mr. Cena senior. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening. Yeah, if he's listening yeah. to this, if anybody, if anybody's listening, tell him the, tell him we're giving him a shout out. But uh, that's cool though. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I would, I would dig that. I would dig that that lunch. I'd like to film that and put it on, uh, put it on TikTok, you know. But <laughs> we'll see what we, we'll see what we can get with that. Uh, so I think, Mister Keegan, I think we can talk a little bit about if you happen to get stuck on a desert island. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. Um, Wilson. Right. So if you're stuck on a desert island and we'll say you either have an iPod or a CD player, because nowadays nobody's bringing their record. Unless you're like, a, I'm a fan of vinyl. And if you are, that's fine. Maybe you bring your record player and your stereo with you. But let's just say you're stuck on a desert island. What are some albums of music? that you would listen to, that you would need to have, like essentials? One right off the top of my head is an album called Homesick by A Day to Remember. Ooh, okay. Now, they are the band behind my entrance music at the likes of A Day to Remember and Chaotic. Mm-hmm. The Downfall of Us All. Mm-hmm. The Downfall of Us All is the first track on Homesick. Okay. If nothing else because of that, but also, you know, the reason I selected it as my entrance music, at the very least in like a babyface context, for instance. Yeah. But uh, I feel that's an authentic extension of myself, and that's the music I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, they're my favorite of all time. And if let's say I had to pick one album of theirs, that's the one I would pick. Okay. That's cool. I mean, Hey, if you want to yeah. pick a couple of their albums, I'd, I'll give you, let's say if you need to have five, you can have five. So uh -huh. if you wanted to pick like a couple of their albums, I would say that's perfectly acceptable. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that would probably say I want the white album and Sergeant Peppers. So, you know, that's okay. But, uh, Oh, of course. So you're saying um, a day to remember, huh? A day to remember is what they're called. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a um, Florida-based band. I'm looking yes. them up right now. So that's kind of wow. Okay. And how did yeah, you Yeah, Ocala, Florida. How did you hear them? Like, was that something that like uh, you got introduced to like in high school or in college or? Yeah, in high school, uh, shortly before my sophomore year, mm -hmm. I was introduced to a day to remember by my cousin Rob. Okay. Um, who's around the same age as me. We've been pretty much best friends since we were born. Uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, he may be listening. I know he listened to the last interview I did on somebody's podcast. Um, <laughs> what's up, Rob? You know, he, yeah, what's up, Rob? <laughs> uh, he, 
uh, got me into A Day to Remember. And we've seen them live together a couple times. Um, they're just my favorite of all time. Yeah, that's cool. My favorite band um, is the Foo Fighters. So, you know, and that's just... Mm. And that was, I mean, that first album came around when I was about 15, 16. So, 16. So, that was like right when I was, you know, that's when you were impressionable. And that was the band that was impressionable for me. So, I can, mm-hmm. I can respect that. Okay. Yeah. A, a day to remember also. I was 15. So, yeah. Yeah. nice. Who else? Anybody else spring to mind? Mm-hmm. You going to bring like some Zeppelin with you mm-hmm. or, you know? Well, even off the top of my head, I could name like three a day to remember albums. Be like, oh, okay. oh, oh homesick for those yep. who have heart. What yep. separates me from you? Blah, blah, blah. But I'd like to challenge myself a bit here, but I'm going to go with homesick. Mm-hmm. I would go also with the best of the doors. Okay. When I was first learning to drive, I learned in my dad's 1996 Infinity. Mm-hmm. So this car was about as old as I was. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, you're such a baby. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I literally I was born the day after Hulk Hogan turned heel at Bash at the Beach. <laughs> oh god! Revealed himself as the third man. I don't even. The day to after. That was the night Rey Mysterio won his first cruiserweight championship. That's the day I was. So your born. mother was so upset that she went into labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah she she had to she had to miss uh, Ray and Malenko, and she had to miss Sid being revealed as the man on Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson's team against Camp Cornet. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. I love it. That is so funny. <laughs> Of course, I don't know if she was actually watching at the time, but I like uh, to think that's how it happened. Of, of course, you have to think yeah. that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was driving a 1996 Infinity. That's the car I learned to drive in. That was my dad's car. Uh, <laughs> it had a cassette player. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> my uncle, my uncle Paul, who's mm-hmm. my dad's brother, he uh, gifted me a cassette tape mm-hmm. that was just the best of the doors yeah and i'd already had an appreciation for the doors mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily get to know all the tracks that you might find on there mm-hmm. so there's obviously light my fire and break on through but there was a <clears throat> pardon me there was also backdoor man yep L.A. Woman. Yep. There was This is the End, Naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe there were some deeper cuts that currently escaped me. Yeah. But that was just the music I listened to all the time uh, while I was learning how to drive. Mm -hmm. at You know, uh, an impressionable point in my life as well. So that I have a lot of fondness surrounding that. If I could get that exact mix of the best of the doors, mm. um, I would bring that as well as my second album. Okay, cool. Okay, I can I can dig it. The doors, that's cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. La woman. Yeah, I mean there's yeah there's. Yeah. 
I always I always found that the doors were it was a rock band that had a just a poet as their lead singer. Um, he could I think um, Jim Morrison could have made a hell of a career just being a written poet, you know, quite possibly. And probably wouldn't have. Well, maybe he would have died of a drug overdose. I don't know. But maybe he wouldn't have, you know. Yeah. I mean, lots of writers did, too. Lots of writers do die. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. That's why I'm saying I'm like, well, you know, Hemingway drank himself to death. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. My first thought was Hemingway. Was it really? That's yeah. really funny. That's oh, yeah. The first, that's the first writer you think of. You're like, well, Hemingway did, killed himself, basically. Yeah. So. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. Anybody else that you could think of yeah. or any other? Bands, yeah. You know, are um, you going to bring, bring Taylor Swift's Midnight or? <laughs> I'm not going to bring Taylor Swift's Midnight. <laughs> uh, let me think about that. Okay. Because uh, my music taste is honestly so eclectic. Sure. Um, a lot of people say they listen to everything. But I genuinely will listen to folk revival in the morning and trap in the afternoon or old school R&B and then, you know, soul, yeah. uh, bachata, whatever. So you're, real, you're, you're really like if it's what mood you're in. Like if you yeah. wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm kind of in a, I'm kind of in a mood to listen yeah. to some heavy metal. That or, might be... Or, you know, or you know, I've got this Queen song stuck in my head. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me get it out real quick by playing. Right. You know, uh, I'm forgetting what the song's called, but l- let me listen to "Somebody to Love" six times in a row. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> my, my one of my my favorite, probably one of my favorite songs is "Fat Bottom Girls," mostly because mm. of the the two like solo intros that are like the the first and then like right after it starts he does like the other solo and then and then when you know freddie mercury goes i was just a skinny lad and it's just like and i go nuts over that song so yeah i i have too freddie me too yeah i have that i have that feeling when music is like that i wake up almost every morning singing some random song um yeah it really irritates me when I wake up singing a Taylor Swift song. I don't know why lately it's like a joke now. Like it's like she's stuck in my head every day and it pisses me off because like I don't want to <laughs> like Taylor Swift, but like I can't not recognize that she's talented. So it's like it's really irritating. <sighs> anyway, I do feel that I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think here. Um, I'm searching for the name of an album. It's at the tip of my tongue. Okay. Who's it by? Let me think. Okay. It's by um, somewhat of a lesser known rapper called Drippin' So Pretty. What is it? Or what's the name? He's he's called Drippin' So Pretty. Drippin' So Pretty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember the name of the album. Okay, um, well, let me see. They're pulling up here. We got "Ghost in My Room." Oh wait, those are uh, those are singles. "Betrayed." We got "Sorry for the Wait." "Rest in Peace." Back "Rest in Peace." Me. Okay, "Rest in That's Peace." That's the one. Okay, it's got like um, uh, two sick eighteen. Dripping yeah. so pretty. I have never heard of this artist before. Dripping so pretty. He's like a sad boy trap artist, okay. um, which is like. 
I don't want, I don't even want to call it a guilty pleasure of mine because I genuinely enjoy it. Um, he's been, he's an addict who's been in recovery to my understanding for about four years or maybe more at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, my brother showed him to me in early 2021. Mm -hmm. I think it was. And I don't know. I just kind of found it. Sure. Interesting. Like, yeah, again, again, that super eclectic music taste. I was like, okay, I can have an appreciation for this. And that's thing I knew I was listening to him like every day. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, so to, to kind of keep it well-rounded, I think homesick, Mm -hmm. the best of the doors and rest in peace. Wow. But there are a number of other albums I could go with. But the way I like to think of this is that if you're, if you don't have, you know, you're Peter Quill stuck out in space and you come across an iPod and or a Zune, if you will, and these are the albums that are on there and you're not going to be able to get back close enough to Earth to download anything else. <laughs> so it's like, this is where you're at. And that's, that's kind of how I like to view it, you know, is... You're stuck. You don't have anything else. I think when I, I think when I originally talked about this topic with another friend of mine, um, it was actually on the first show that uh, a la carte, the first a la carte. I think I did. Um, God, I can't even. Remember. I know I had like the cars. Um, see, but I'm like, see, my whole thing is I'm a I'm a classic rock, uh, 1980s kind of thing where it's just you know that's the music that I listen to that. I kind of grew up on it spoke to me and it still speaks to me every day. Like I, it's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that, uh, I mean, I have like, so um, I've, I drove down in 2021, we drove, my friends and I drove down to the outer banks in North Carolina and I made like an 11 hour playlist and it's uh, it's on my Spotify and it's literally just, it's just all seventies and eighties rock. You know, so I mean, I have like Fleetwood Mac, I have Boston, I have the Cars, I have um, just tons and tons of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, it was a Lewis, good era. Yeah, Huey Lewis and the News. I have so much stuff on there that it's just like it's literally like when I tell when I share it with people, they're like, "Oh my god, this is like a ridiculous." And I go, "Yeah, because it's amazing." But um, yeah, I think my my albums were uh, Revolver by the Beatles. I had. The Joshua Tree by U2, uh, Boston's self-titled, the first one that's got like more than a feeling on it, and of then course. and then the Cars, like self-titled, which has uh, my best friend's girl, Good Times Roll. I mean, that's my like, one of my favorite albums of all time. It's literally just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit on that Cars mm. album. So yeah, I mean, I got that on. Uh, that was the one I was. Secondly, I was the second most excited when I got that like original pressing of that. Um, I was like so excited for that, but the one that I got like I was so excited for was when I came across like a rumors, like a Fleetwood Mac rumors. I was so excited when I got like an original vinyl pressing of that. I was just like, oh, so because that's just another one I can I could oh, I could wear it out listening to rumors too. So yeah, but um, yeah, that's kind of all right. I can dig those as well. I can dig. Yeah, that. I'm gonna look up this guy dripping so pretty. I'm gonna look him up. Check his music out. Yeah, it's an acquired taste, I think. Yeah, but you know um, what? I, I, I can. It's not country music, so I can probably <laughs> deal with it. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> that, that, that's the one thing. Like I, 
you know, I tell you I have an eclectic music taste. And I can yeah. have an appreciation for, once again, uh, folk revival, bluegrass. Yeah. I yeah. really love Bob Dylan, sure. Woody Guthrie, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, just country country is really not my cup. It's I feel like it's new country because even I can appreciate like the old country, you know, Waylon Jennings and um, you know uh, Kenny Rogers and you know Willie Nelson and shit like that. But yeah. and and I like like Tom Petty for instance. Yeah, like I mean, I I would say that the most country I get usually is the Eagles or Tom Petty, like because those are kind of like very fringe. But that's more I feel like just like Southern rock, you know, that kind of. Maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a cultural thing. It could be a couple of damn Yankees. It could be, but you know, but you know what? The crazy thing is, is that there's a lot of people up here that love like new country, and I just cannot stand it. Like it just, it's just I don't like it. It's just it doesn't. You know, and like kind of like, I mean, like not I'm not as I would not say I'm as uh, big of a fan of or as, as eclectic as your taste. But um, I can appreciate music from pretty much anything, you know, and it's just country. It's just country, you know, <laughs> just every once mm-hmm. in a while. Like, eh. but uh, nice. That's cool. Well, Mr. Keegan, Mr. Vegan Keegan, um, who is at Sean Vegan Keegan at both Twitter x twitter x whatever and uh also instagram um i kind of want to maybe start wrapping this up with you and the way i like to do this is that um it's funny i had mentioned to you there's uh an inside the actor studio with james lipton and you were uh-huh. you were a little confused i think you didn't know exactly who that was <laughs> no i did not know about the james and, lipton and show that is, and that is definitely a uh that is an age thing, I feel like. <laughs> but, <laughs> Quite possibly. But it's it's if you had watched actually, see, you wouldn't even have watched it because you were like a, a baby when it was when he was doing it. But like Will Farrell used to do the impersonation of him on Saturday Night Live. And it was really funny. And but I mean again, that's when you were like a toddler, so you wouldn't have been yeah. watching Saturday Night Live. Um, but to just kind of give you a quick a rundown. He used to. He was. He used to run the uh, the actor's studio in, I believe, New York, and he would have. Uh, it was like a show that was on. I don't know if it was A and E or whatever it was on, and it was. <clears throat> he would have on actors, um, you know, De Niro, Bradley Cooper. It's funny actually. I think Bradley Cooper was in the actor's studio and on an episode where he asked a question to somebody. And then, like, years later, he was invited to be the actual person. <laughs> so that was kind of like, oh. yeah, it was kind of neat. Um, and believe it or not, I worked with a guy who, I worked with a guy that worked at West Coast Video with me when I was in college in Salem. And he ended up going to the actor's studio. And I remember seeing him ask a question one week. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, uh... and I didn't remember his name. So I was like, oh, I know that guy. But um, anyway, so he would have just a, you know, he would have an actor in and they would ask questions, do an interview. And what he would do at the end is he would ask this person questions based off the questionnaire by Bernard Pivot on his show Apostrophes. And I'd like to ask you these questions because James Lipton has shuffled off this mortal coil and I feel like nobody's really doing this anymore. So as a gift to the world, I'm giving out the Inside the Actor Studio questions that were written by Bernard Pivot and delivered every episode by the great James Lipton. So, <clears throat> Right on. Allons-y. Sean, what is your favorite word? Shenanigans. 
I'm not as good as James Lipton because I usually chuckle whenever somebody says something. So, like, <laughs> you corpse a little bit. I very much. So. Yeah, they need to send uh, send send the man send for the man. Um, You're like uh, what's his name, Jimmy Fallon? Oh God, uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to think of myself as a little bit better of an interviewer than Jimmy Fallon, but maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not as yeah, bad. I, as I just say that because he's yeah. all he's so prone to like oh yeah chuckling on yeah. camera on all SNL. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sean, what is your least favorite word? Uh, you know, if nothing else, so I can say this out loud because I know it's somebody out there's least favorite word. Moist. Mm. I, I can't really think of one though. I I just did that for kicks. I actually have half a stand-up bit. I got half meaning I have to finish it, but it's on the word moist and it's about how it's like the most offensive word in the English language. So, yes. Oh wow. <laughs> That's you're right. It is everybody's least favorite word. <laughs> Sean, what turns you on? Mm. Arousing things. Mm. And what turns you off? Unarousing thing. Ah. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of a mobile AC unit mm. because I know it means cool is on the way. Mm. I run hot. What sound or noise do you hate? I hate anything rubbing up against styrofoam or styrofoam rubbing up against itself. Oh. It must be some kind of sensory thing because yeah. mm -hmm. I, I have ADHD. I'm what you could call neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those noises I can feel in my teeth, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, yes, a thousand percent. I agree with you completely. I, I hear yes. it oh. and my jaw like. I'm Ugh. feeling, it. I'm feeling <laughs> no. it right now. I'm feeling it right now. Mm -mm. There's, what is the sound? I'm like, ah, oh, I'm like that with, um, I mean, I think most people are like this with like silverware scraping on like a ceramic dish. No. Yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sounds like that. I hate, um, but styrofoam too. Cause I just, I had to get like a new fan and I was pulling the fan out of the box and it had the styrofoam and you just hear that sound and you're just like, <laughs> Ugh, shivers. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Sean, what is your favorite curse word? Probably the C word. Mm, that's a good word. It's a spicy one. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the C word. I'll leave when I'm ready. That's from uh, Arrested Development. <laughs> so, okay. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? That is a difficult one because this is what I want to see myself this is what I want to make a living doing in part because I have to make a living doing something. Mm -hmm. If I could just lay in bed and be fat and happy and somehow make a living survive, like I think I would do that. But other than that, maybe some kind of, you know, uh, creative type, hmm. you know, maybe uh, YouTuber, Sure. Or oh, whatever the, else. The, new, the newest profession what? that every kid wants to be a social media influencer or, or social oh, media oh, creator. Oh, 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 I wanted to be one. I, yeah. I wanted to be one real bad. Um, I, I did YouTube in like my teens and everything. Yeah. 
uh, me, me and my friends would get together and either do not sketch comedy necessarily, uh, yeah. or we don't necessarily think of it like sketch comedy uh, because it wasn't in a conventional setting necessarily. We would just, you know, film wherever we were. Mm. And, you know, we would try. Um, we just wouldn't catch on. Yeah. Um, that's something I would get together with my friends and do, or otherwise I would talk about topics at length in a serious way that I felt I had recently gained some insight in or, you know, attempt to lead some kind of discussion on like a philosophical topic that I've been thinking about. Um, that, that was, my, that was my channel at the time. And maybe that's something I could pursue again, but at the so same time, I think I was kind of vain and assuming I knew everything as you do in your youth sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like that, that was a nice little tangent, but I think that's, you know, if I had to something I could pursue again yeah. um, on top of a day job, if I really wanted to, okay. but otherwise maintaining a social media presence on top of this at a day job is exhausting. Yeah. And I don't do as good of a job with it as I would like to, I will say. Okay. So with that rationale, what profession would you not like to do? Anything where I have to sit at a desk. Ah, yes. That's what I tell. I tell my nephew all the time. I go, dude, get a job where you can be your own boss. And if I were you, I keep telling him, I'm like, either become a veterinarian or become like an electrician. <laughs> I go, don't, don't do anything where you got to sit at a desk all day, every day, because it sucks. <laughs> so if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Party on, dude. Every rose has its thorn. <laughs> I love it. Every night has, has its, its dawn. dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. <laughs> oh, Every boy. rose has its thorn. <laughs> love it i love it oh god okay now we t now we turn to another questionnaire that i pulled uh this was written by the great huge asshole um on his show uh -huh. behind the sphinx door okay um <clears throat> sean what is your favorite way to insult a person discreetly in a way where they may not necessarily pick up on it right away, mm -hmm. but they may get a hint of snarkiness from what I'm saying. Okay. Um, kind of like, you know, if I was a Southern gentleman referring to somebody being like, oh, bless their heart. You know, <laughs> that's um, amazing. I, I that's can't necessarily amazing. think of any uh, explicit examples no, that's off the bat. That's amazing. But for example, if I'm because I work with the public in my day job, shall we say retail, mm -hmm. um, I, I will peel back the curtain that much. You poor unfortunate um, soul. <laughs> occasionally, if I'm dealing with a fundamentally unreasonable person, I may convey to them that they have acted disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not going to put up with it and phrase it in a way that I can't get in trouble for. Yeah. 
yep. and maintain my composure, be completely, well, and maintain a respectful exterior, but on no uncertain terms, let them know that's impolite. Yep. Like, it's the most politically you know, correct way to tell somebody to go pound sand, as I like yeah, to say. Yeah, because, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, you can't drop kick a person. As no matter how high I can drop be, kick them. That would be so feasibly. awesome. Yeah, to see you do like a standing drop kick on somebody in retail. Yeah. Like just some, yeah. some, you know, person coming back to complain about whatever it is. And you just friggin' up and give them the style like, like Kurt Henning, and you just freaking full on. You hit them right in the jaw. <laughs> we have a 30-day return policy. <laughs> yes. All righty. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to take this answer, I think, from the next one, because I think the answer to this is a dropkick. But what weapon would you bring with you into a fight? Hmm. If we're talking a foreign object... Oh, you're going to a buckhouse brawl, man. A bunkhouse brawl or whatever. Yeah, you need to bring something that you're getting from the backstage. A foreign object. An aluminum bat. Okay. All right. Because I, I just think... You're going to go sting on I just think those are so punishing. Mm -hmm. And they make such a noise when they thud against flesh. Yep. Insane. I always think of when uh, Nikki and his brother get beat up at the get taken out at the end of casino. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. That's aluminum bats right there. Mm -hmm. Whew. Okay. Um. Alrighty. Here's a good one. What was your worst vacation? Hmm. My worst vacation. Mm -hmm. I remember being on vacation with my immediate family being my mother, my father, my brother, Brian and myself. Um, usually we would go camping every year with some family friends of ours, the Weinbergers. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they pretty much are our family. Um, yep. But, you know, for the sake of simplicity, family, friends. Uh, one year we went to Poose Pond in Maine when I was 10 or 11 or something like that. I could have been as young as eight or nine. I want to say 10 or 11 though. Hmm. It rained the entire week. Hmm. Just the entire week. Hmm flash floods i believe yeah i mean we, we stayed in a tent trailer um to the point where we were comfortable enough we just couldn't necessarily pursue everything we normally would because th this is something we would do every year we wouldn't go to Papoose pond every time in fact later on we um Usually went to Normandy Farms. When we were a lot younger, we would go to Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park. Mm -hmm. um, but we would camp every year. And just the one year we happened to go to Papoose Pond instead, it rained the whole time. Um, it was just real dreary and, and was not the particularly idea, eventful. Would the idea have been that you would have had like 
you would have camped out in tents and stuff had it not been raining? No. No, okay. we, we would usually stay in our pop-up trailer that right. we uh, had at the time. Um, but, you know, it, it just would have been a lot more fun had there been some yeah. nice weather. Um, that thing's gone somewhat differently. Who knows? But, you know, we usually enjoyed each other's company, if nothing else. Hmm. Okay. All right. And I think the last question I'm going to ask you is, um, have you ever farted in another person's face? Yeah. <laughs> was it while you were wrestling or? <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain I have while wrestling. <laughs> Maybe not on a show, but almost definitely in class. And then is it is it like, a, ah, come on, dude. Because I'm sure that based off of your diet, it must be horrific, I'm sure, at times, right? Occasionally, yes. <laughs> um, well, more often than not, if it's an open space and it's people I happen to be close with, yeah. it could be more of like a situation we laugh off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. When you're in the car with people on the road, however. Mm, yeah. Especially if you're on a long trip and you happen to be particularly gassy, mm. uh, it can get to be a bit much. Mm-hmm. I hear but you. that's not always the case. No. Well, Sean, I know that there is uh, the last thing I would like to talk to you about before I before I let you go um, is I know that there is a very special person in your life whom you've looked up to in times, uh, Leaf Montgomery. And um, I want to know if you if you'd like to speak a little bit about Leaf Montgomery, um, who is one of the premier performers for Rad Pro Wrestling. Uh, which is another New England-based wrestling company. Um, when we go to Rad Pro, we go back in time, and I want to know if you've what your thoughts are on uh, the plant-based prophet Leaf Montgomery. Leaf Montgomery is, as you know, one half of the plant-based prophets alongside Oak Blossom. Mm. They worshipped the mother earth and they are perpetually connected through some entity called the mycelium. Oh, it is unclear if those two have some kind of affinity for mushrooms. Maybe they are mushrooms, but they are perpetually connected and can send and receive messages telepathically they're not always physically together, but through almost a network that could be referred to as the mycelium network, shall we say, mm -hmm. uh, they are never alone either. They're never alone. Um, and yeah, uh, Leaf Montgomery was someone I came across when he was brought to my attention by Max Smashmaster, who is one of my trainers and who in 1994 performed in and had stake in Rad Pro Wrestling, to my understanding. Mm. And Leaf Montgomery, the more I've examined his work and the more we kind of go back in time, shall we say, to his, you know, perhaps not his peak. But as he was on the rise in 1994, the more I look up to him, despite how weird he may be, mm -hmm. 
he has the type of panache, the type of conviction, the type of discipline, and clearly on some level compassion that I want to emulate and I want to relate to other people, even if we go about it somewhat differently. It reminds me a lot of myself, strangely. Hmm. But I have had the opportunity to see him. Uh, he is very prophetic. And that's a word, right? Yeah, prophetic. Plant-based uh, prophetic. Plant-based prophetic. And I think everybody should check him out at Rad Pro Wrestling. And uh, I think you'll be very pleasant, pleasantly, plantly, plantly surprised. Ah, <laughs> plantly, plantly surprised. surprised. Plantly surprised. So, excellent. Well, again, I would like to once again thank you, Sean Vegan Keegan, for joining me today. Um, make sure everybody, please go to the prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Vegan Keegan. And again, it's S E A N V E G A N K E E G A N. And uh, buy some plant based power, meatless matter. Uh, I love it too because it's he's got the he has it written in the Boston way, which is great. So plant based power, meatless mata, and uh, check him out at his Twitter X account at Sean Vegan Keegan, his Instagram at Sean Vegan Keegan, and uh, Sean, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, I wish you all the best success at New Japan LA Dojo, and um, check out Dripping So Pretty, and uh, we'll. <laughs> that was that's like i'm gonna check yeah. that guy out you know and uh you know it's just it's it's a also i mean we also god we talked about so much today we talked about all the different foods that you like to you know we can make and just all this kind of, i mean hell of a hell of a conversation i feel like amongst amongst friends so just we covered a lot of ground in I an hour like and a half yes we did yeah so um thank you so much again for joining me and um just uh, check everything else out that we have on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of shows and a lot of people doing some entertaining and interesting things on here. Um, a lot of wrestling-based. Uh, I mean, we're primarily a wrestling-based podcast network, but we also have some amazing other shows. Um, I do want to make a point to say that there's Exposition, which is the brand new X-Men podcast where um, my good friend Tim and my my good friends Tim and Jenny are going to be talking about um the x-men uh, animated show as well as the movies so if you're an x-men fan by any stretch you could check that out as well on north south connection podcast network and of course we have uh, gc dub the game changing podcast so you had mentioned gcw when i was talking to you off the air that you had kind of done some facetime there and um i went to the gcw show before uh the SummerSlam in detroit and i sat ringside and got glass shattered on me and I'll tell you right now, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> have more glass yeah. added on me. So, yeah. yeah. But um, they always put on a good show. Uh, no Signal in the Hills 3 was where myself and Seabass, as well, actually did some security for them. Oh, um, okay. And it was, uh, it, it was pretty hectic trying to keep people back uh, for yeah. their safety, <clears throat> getting rid of a lot of doors, yep. busted yep. chairs. Seriously, but you know, kind of a uh, kind of cool to be a part of. It is, I it's suppose. A, it is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I suppose, in closing, if nothing else, I would suggest to anybody listening 
keep an eye on SoCal Pro Wrestling. To my understanding, I'll be working somewhat more closely with SoCal Pro Wrestling with some of the shows they'll be running over the course of September into October to some extent. Uh, nice. Well, we're on basically excursion here in LA training under the new Japan LA Dojo. Speaking of which, there will be a new Japan Academy showcase oh. on October 7th, Saturday, October 7th. I believe that's going to be a 5 p.m. bell time. So somewhat of an early evening show for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that will be broadcast at some point, either on New Japan World or available somewhere on YouTube. Um, perhaps I will flesh out the details more. Uh, but that has been officially announced. And as it stands, although the card is subject to change, Seabass uh, Finn and myself are uh, advertised as uh, scheduled to appear. That's am- the- That's that's awesome. An that's official amazing, New Japan yeah. branded show. That's amazing. Yes. So t- please, uh, you know, make sure you tweet that information out and then send it to me as well. And I'll make sure I blast it to everybody I know on all my social media platforms as well. So beautiful. Yeah. Some I of want- the details are out there already on, okay. uh, on my X page. Oh, yeah. I did well, see those. I did see those on your mm. page. Yes. So that's, yeah. I saw some of the matches. I didn't see your name on there yet, but that's good. So. Okay, good. Yeah, we got so far. We have uh, who we have Matt Matt Vandy two hundred nine. It's Matt yeah Vandy Matt Vandegrift Matt Vandegrift and then Azuka Rock, and then it looks like Dylan Kyle Cox and Zane J. So those are yep. like the two matches that are announced so far. So that's sweet. Yeah, those... Like that's awesome. Oh yes. Oh yes. Nice. nice. Cool. All right. Anything else that you'd like to? plug and you know promote if you want (laughs) check out our in-house promotions in association with the new england pro wrestling academy Mm -hmm. and the you know the former killer kowalski school of pro wrestling you got rad pro wrestling you can witness power transfer 1994 on october 21st -hmm. you can witness forever rad 1994 on december 2nd Rad Pro Wrestling will be on showcase at this year's Restival as well, yeah. around New Year's. Not to mention Chaotic Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, they're running a lot more shows these days. Mm-hmm. Um, running, I want to say, four or five dates a month usually. Yeah. Uh, including the brewery shows at the likes of Night Shift and Castle Island. Mm-hmm. They're trying out other places. Always check them out. Once again, like Keithy said, uh, checking out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Keegan does help me tremendously because life as an athlete and life in LA is expensive. Um, <laughs> not to mention it is in general. Very much um, so. <laughs> yeah. Keep up with my wrestling-related exploits mm-hmm. as well as, you know, maybe my opinions on things or ask me vegan questions at Keegan on Instagram, on X. You can find me on Facebook. That's all well and good as well. Excellent. Well, thank you again, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for listening this week to um, Alakatwa Kiki. And uh, we'll catch you again real soon. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah.
eyes, cause there's something that I don't see. And I'll show emotion, baby, I was loaded. Now you stole my heart, the least you could do is zone in. Wish I could restart, but I know that I am broken. Aiming for the stars, but maybe I wasn't chosen. It's about time that I get my respect I put it on 